part that jazzes me is taking something that is or is a standard for what a company needs to put in place strategically and overall for governance and then saying, okay, well, the guys in the field are going to be doing some stuff and how do you tie the two together? And that's the part that I, I love doing is saying, okay, these are the things that corporately speaking, we are right. governed by and standards and policies and that sort of stuff. Well, how do you translate that to what's actually going to make you money on a daily basis and to keep the guys safe and to make sure that they're working on the right stuff and they're not wasting money, they're making risk-based decisions and that you get this alignment, you know, the line of sight. Hello and welcome. I am Nick Kenoki, and that was today's Asset Leadership Network Thursdays at 4 guest, Tacoma Zach. CEO at Mentor APM. Before we get underway, I just wanted to mention that you can find this and other podcasts, videos, papers, and more at assetleadership.net. And now, Jim Dieter, ALN CEO. Well, uh, thanks everybody for uh, joining us today or that is watching it sometime in the future. Uh, again, you know, the idea is to have, uh, you know, an informal chat. We see a lot of formal presentations around asset management, but uh, when we have in-person events, often we're able to step outside at a break and get in a small group or one-on-one -on -one conversation and learn more about people and what they think and what they're about rather than just what they might put in their presentation. So that was kind of the idea of the ALN Thursday at 4, was to have uh, that sort of informal conversation, although we'll get into you know, some more detail if that's, if that's where the conversation goes. But uh, increasingly, we're finding it doing it without any script whatsoever is the way to go. So, uh, you know, uh, we're ready to dive in. So uh, welcome, Tacoma. Thank you, uh, thank thank you for you, joining Jim. us today. Thank you very much, Jim. It's an honor. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. We haven't, we haven't chatted informally for, for, I don't know, for, for a bit now. We yeah. did a lot of it last year together. Maybe we'll touch on some of that part. But uh, it's always interesting, always enjoyable. And... Uh, yeah. Never short. Oh, we always end up having to cut it short. Yeah, we can, we can, we can fill a couple hours just on the restaurants we've eaten there. But. <laughs> or, or the challenges of finding restaurants that fit both of our bills, yeah, <laughs> our taste buds. Yeah, there you go. So, Tacoma, I'd like to start. Uh, I'd like to start with origin stories. Sure. So, from an asset management perspective, what's your origin story? Well, we got four hours, that? so the. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know, I was, uh, because I've had a chance to talk about this kind of stuff over the, over the course of the uh, career and what we do, um, it started back in uh, 2003, 2004. And uh, the company I was working for at the time was the uh, world's biggest contract operating company for water waste water plants. And a close friend of mine there was, uh, had become the director of asset management for the West. And he basically told me that, uh, you know, what we were as a company going to start doing. And to me, I looked at this as, well, this kind of sounds like common sense because how we, you know, we always have to prioritize. We always have to do things a certain way within families and that's not. Anyways, and so, you know, he was describing it to me and he said, hey, you know, uh, you want to start getting into this thing. There's this thing called asset management. And we went into the, uh, what is it, the International Infrastructure Book on maintenance from Australia, forgot the name of it right now since I'm on video, but basically the asset management Bible at the time. And I looked at this and thought, wow, this is uh, you know pretty heavy, um, but there's some really, really good stuff in here. And um, something that helps you put a, a structure uh, around and guide what you should be doing on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, especially if you're looking after critical infrastructure. 
And so as time goes by, uh, so we got more up to speed on it, got sort of a little bit of drinking from the fire hose on this thing, and uh, realized that back in 2004, 2005, I had gone and started an engineering company that um, nobody was speaking the same language, that uh, maybe it was a little bit early for the North American market, and uh, that uh, things that were from outside our borders really didn't sort of, you know, count. So in the meantime, I then went back and um, did some more things for the company I used to work for and ran their business in the West and got really uh, integrated with an intimate understanding with what was going on with the asset management group within that company. And I brought them into several of my, of my projects uh, because I knew that they were um, not only really good people, but the results were going to be really valuable, really valuable and bringing a return on investment, helping us make those, you know, I, I like that there's, there's a couple of things that I just my favorite things about call it the official asset management um, tome ISO 55,000, but the idea of making risk-based decisions and the idea of, of alignment. And, and those were two parameters that from a, from a business context, from working in a for-profit company within a municipal organ with municipal organizations, but for-profit, um, there was something about that that really resonated because I thought, no, this is a merging of, of, of business um, values as, and, 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 and focus with critical infrastructure, which we're all affected by. And so I thought this was just a, you know, a great marriage between the two. So when I left um, the, the company again, uh, I had a couple of options and one of which was to consider taking over this company Riverlytics, which focuses in the areas of asset management on a particular tactical aspect of it, but that really sort of delivers a, a, a core element of it, albeit from a tactical perspective, it's a very strategically placed, um, call it a set of exercises and, and solution. And uh, ever since then, I've basically, you know, been full time since 2013, uh, helping organizations um, Avoid making decisions that undermine their future success. I put it that way. That's, good so that's a little bit of the origin story. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, you, so, you know, that was the Reader's Digest version. You want me to go to the really deep version? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I've heard some of that. Yeah, we could be here a long time. How about, uh, so how did you find out about the ALN? And uh, you know, maybe talk a little bit about your relationship with the ALN. <laughs> okay, Jim, you open up that can of worms. So we're at a conference. Go figure. And uh, we're at a maintenance conference um, for a, a term. And uh, there's this dude that all of a sudden saddles up to, to Jenny and I, and he's got a mustache on, and he saddles up and he starts telling us about this, uh, this organization that he's, uh, he's a part of. And he describes it as the Asset Leadership Network. And uh, we sort of try to figure out, you know, what's it really about? And is it, you know, this and this and that? And we sort of have some discussions back and forth. And then we realize that, oh, this is probably, uh, this is probably something pretty good because it's very tied into the, uh, to the ISO um, uh, publications. And very much, all of a sudden we realize, uh, very much uh, involved with the creation of the, the ISO documents and ISO 55,000 documents to be specific. And uh, this guy who shall remain nameless for a couple more minutes, you know, happened to be involved in the creation of the standard or a portion thereof. 
and be heading up this asset leadership network. So we just thought, you know what, this uh, sounds like a really good thing to be a part of uh, with the charter of promoting the standard, uh, as well as um, helping, I'm going to call it this way, helping publicly funded critical infrastructure stewards do a better job at what they're tasked to do. So public money basically being uh, more effectively used. Well, that resonates with me. So we said, okay, you know what, let's, let's see what we can do. And so we started showing up at some of the conferences, realized that we had a bit of a voice, uh, thought we had something of value to offer, and uh, made some very good friends, made, were introduced to some unbelievably uh, amazing people. And, uh, you know, Jim, we have you to thank for that meeting around the bar where you first introduced us to the Asset Leadership Network and uh, didn't really have a clue at the beginning what, what it was, but it's, it is what it is now and it's, and it's just excellent, so. Well, what it is, and it was a large part is uh, due to your and uh, Jenny's contribution, so we appreciate that. I think, you know, that should be my version, I think that's my version of the elevator speech, is the one beer speech. <laughs> 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 yeah that was good that was good so that it was, was it was it was one of those memorable meetings that you you uh you um you look back on and say you know that redirected the course of our business actually and uh we've uh we've enjoyed definitely really enjoyed our times in dc enjoyed getting to know the folks and getting enjoyed getting to know uh people that we otherwise never would have come in contact with people within the federal government um, but there's also an aspect where we have looked at this from a, call it a national federal level and thought, you know, for sound applicability, this has to meet the brass tack. This has to, you know, where the rubber meets the road, it's got to hit down to the local municipal and city level as well. And it's been an interesting journey watching that metamorphosis take place, watching uh, an increased level of engagement at a local level, not just at a federal level. One of the scenes that I particularly remember is uh... Uh, I think it was your first year of coming to the meetings. And well, first we had uh, events at the National Academy of Sciences as we had had every year up till now. Uh, and just being in that building and being participating in something is just awesome. Oh, there so, was some serious awe going on. <laughs> yeah, that's good. just amazing. If people haven't been there, been to our event, just find a reason to go to that building. It's, it's great. Yeah. Uh, they also have a very inexpensive cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so that's good. But uh, we had, uh, as we typically have in the past, we had an advocacy day as part of Asset Leadership Week. And we had uh, hired a consultant uh, lobbyist to help us make contact with uh, senators and congressmen on Capitol Hill. And so we had a meeting and we had it at the, uh, at the Republican Club, which is just uh, right on Capitol Hill. And uh, so we had this conference room and there's like congressmen and senators walking by and oh, pictures yeah. of, uh, I think I have a picture, a photograph of uh, Jenny and Tacoma standing in front of a, was it Richard Nixon or Ronald Reagan's picture? I think, I think it was Ronald Reagan. I don't think I would have put a picture in front of Richard Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite the experience. Uh, especially. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll tell you, there was, uh, again, some, some some serious awe going on there just uh in the the general room the the company the academy of science the the history behind that place um 
Jen and I have always been sort of awestruck, like, how do they get these bookings? How do they get these rooms? This is just amazing. So, um, you know, and then actually carrying on sessions in one of the uh, Senate buildings, or I should say one of the, the, the Senate rooms. Yeah. Um, and it just makes for a great press. It's also, uh, you know, you feel historic, you feel like you're a part of something. Um, I think it speaks to the importance of, of the ALN and, and overall the objective and, and the need for uh, adoption of a standard like that. But um, definitely worth the trip to DC for more than one reason. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I really, the... really do hope that with, uh, you know, I, I realize this, this year it's going to be uh, remote. So I guess very much hoping that next year we're going to be able to uh, do the trip again. Uh, it's always a, a fun time. Jen and I usually actually end up taking a day or so at the end as well. And it usually ends up somehow falling around our anniversary there, Jim. So maybe we could do something about the planning so that our anniversary <laughs> doesn't keep getting truncated by this. So, Yeah, I'm always worried about uh you know, scheduling around the playoffs and baseball playoffs and World Series, but uh, well, World Series, the Nationals, I'm not going to have to worry about it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the conference with Tacoma was first talking about was uh, Terry O'Hanlon's conference, and I think it's uh, it makes a really good point. I really learned a lot at the conference. It was really good. And, yes. you know, gave a speech, but uh, with Scott Morris, who was also with the uh, – uh, oh no, that was a different conference. Yeah, no, uh, and forget that part of the story. <laughs> yeah. uh, to understand, one of the things I'm impressed by is uh, there's a lot maintenance and reliability people are a huge part of the asset management profession yeah. and you know the thought process and involved in the committees and all that. But uh, you know, I came out of more of a you know a systems and audit background very different background, it had nothing to do with maintenance, but it was another of what I'll call asset management activities, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, when we started the US tag for 55,000, we had lots of different pieces got together and we were like, well, no, what I do is asset management. No, what I do is asset management. And we still have some of that going on. Uh, but I think the maintenance reliability piece is, is a huge and a very important piece of that for a lot of asset types, but not all assets. Yeah, yeah. And, and what oh, impressed yeah. me about Jenny and Tacoma is that they got the bigger asset management and asset leadership picture right away. And that's, and that's why I was, you know. Well, you're, you're far, you're far too kind, Jim, you're far too kind. I had to, uh, we, we both had to do uh, some, some upgrading of our education. Um, but I will say that, you know, the part that jazzes me is taking something that is uh, that is a standard, which is is a, is, a, is a template or is a standard for what a company needs to put in place strategically and overall for governance, and then saying, okay, well, the guys in the field are going to be doing some stuff, and how do you tie the two together? And that's the part that I I love doing is saying, okay, these are the things that corporately speaking we are right. governed by and standards and policies and that sort of stuff. Well, how do you translate that? to what's actually going to make you money on a daily basis and to keep the guys safe and to make sure that they're working on the right stuff and they're not wasting money. They're making risk-based decisions and that you get this alignment, you know, the line of sight. And that's the part that, uh, that not only do we focus on, it's the part that I love doing because it, that's where there's that return on investment for putting something like that in place that actually directly affects how the folks on a day-to-day basis do their job. And mm-hmm. actually uh, the way I view it is, 
uh, exercise stewardship over on a municipal or public sector over critical assets, a critical infrastructure. And even from a corporate perspective that they're looking after the assets that are there to provide um, some service, whatever it ends up being, or some product that happens to keep everybody employed, right? It helps generate the economy. So from that perspective, I look at that going, that's a much more efficient use of capital. So there's a, there's a, there's a big dollar component that I think people too often miss they just think, oh, it's another standard and it's just going to create paperwork for me. No, 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 no. There's rhyme and reason for why it is the way it is. Like everything else, it can be, you know, things can be improved on. It was, it was pretty good as it is. Yeah. But yeah. Um, making that connection, super important. So Real value. I know you have a lot of experience in different areas, you know, in the water industry and outside of it. Is there, a, you know, a story you can tell us with or without the your uh, your organizations you worked with name uh, you know that you know provides people a little bit of idea of a case study of how that played out and well what, I'll leave the one work. that you and I worked on together uh, off for now is that all right sure okay yeah so um, yeah you know which one is the pick well I've got one that's kind of one of my favorite ones because um, it touches on a number of aspects within the standard and I kind of distill the standard down. When I talk about it, I, I sort of distill it down into sort of four essential pillars. And the way I word it, the two pillars that I, I uh, talk about more, uh, apart from uh, executive support, senior support, uh, but is, the, is, is two of the other three, and that is um, uh, alignment and making those risk-based decisions. And um, so we were at a particular client, which is a, a relatively large concern up in the Midwest, and they're a regional facility. And I'll, I'll keep their name out of it, you know, for, for now. But um, they, uh, I'm sorry? You just asked me what their yeah. name was? Yeah. I don't think it matters. <laughs> well, okay. Depending well, on what you're going to say, of course. Metropolitan <laughs> Council. It's a city, it's uh, up in St. Paul. And it's a, a large 250 million gallon a day regional treatment plant uh, with a whole host of, uh, I think, nine other smaller uh, satellite plants. And... Um, uh, just a wonderful group of people who are really serious about adopting asset management. And they're actually wanting to use asset management as a, uh, as a, as a common language between the different divisions. A different, uh, I should say, uh, functional groups within, so engineering and operations and maintenance and this and that. And I'm not giving anything away that, you know, isn't publicly been already done in, in a presentation somewhere by some members of, the, of that staff. Anyway, um, so we go and do our thing and uh, we uh, help them and particularly with driving towards making those risk-based decisions and um, aligning what they would need to deal with on a daily basis with what corporate wants and what corporate's really about. So, you know, we do the exercise where we understand the values of an organization and we understand the criteria that they think is in, are important we help them scale it. You know, we're not telling them what to do. We're just guiding them through this and helping them get to a refined, um, very uh, sharply focused set of metrics that they can work with. And so then we do the analysis. Literally on 100% of, uh, near 100% of their assets, including some huge fluidized bed reactors. And... Um, the really cool part was, is at the end we said, okay, well, here are all the results. Here's what, you know, actually is you guys deemed as priorities based on a number of factors from everything from health and safety to whatever. 
And uh, we said, well, let's take a look at the back of envelope calculations. And one guy who's another real sharp guy up there, uh, he says, well, you know what? I'm going to compare these results to what we did, you know, years ago. And we looked at it and said, oh, there's a, it doesn't look too different. When you look beneath the surface, there was a massive degree of variability. Like things jump from high critical to low critical and low critical to high. And so, you know, if you're making decisions on your assets and systems, if you think something's high critical and it isn't, you just wasted your money. So we looked at this and we saw, you know what? There is at least 70% of the assets did a major jump in rankings. And back of the envelope calculations, we came up with about 20% savings out of their maintenance budget and, and about 20% retargeting. In other words, there were things that were happening that didn't need to happen, that were ripe for uh, a serious review on, is this the right thing to do um, with those particular assets? So again, it, it, it's tactical what we came up with, but at the end of the day, strategy kind of has to work its way down to the tactical part because it's the tactical part that looks after a sewage plant. It's a tactical part that makes water, you know, that so that we can drink it and that we don't end up having cholera. It's a tactical part that looks after the roads that make sure that they get plowed or salted or whatever the, you know, the solution is dealing with the potholes, but it's how you get there, how you prioritize, what's the bucket of money that where's, how much of that bucket of money are you going to be allowed to spend on stuff and making sure that what you're spending it on is really putting that um, your level of service, your organizational uh, calling at risk. And so it was an extremely satisfying uh, exercise. We did it, um, we did it not, not twice on the same thing, but we, you know, we, we came back and they asked us to do some more. And then the other part, which is just really it, is kind of like, um, you like to educate and you like to pass things on. The great part is, is they were able to adopt it, internalize it, and now they're carrying on on their own. And so they've basically, it's not somebody from the outside saying, this is what you need to do. They've basically absorbed it. It's become part of their DNA. And they now are down that step by step, uh, improving how they do things in a different language of asset management to communicate between And the division part of it. So there was a huge degree of agreement, you know, at the, at the end with, what needs to be done. So, so is that a good uh, enough story for you? No, no, that's perfect. That's, that's what we're talking about. That was great. Uh, before we run out of time, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about our ALN Fall Forum and that you're being responsible for, as an ALN senior fellow, responsible for uh, one of the days where we're going to talk about water and wastewater. Can you, anything you can tell us about that or anything you can share? Well, I think the person who knows even a little bit more about that is in the other office. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> camera's on you, dude. Yeah, I know, I know, the camera's on me. So, uh, wow, that's. Uh, I'm just trying to think here. Give me a little bit more background. Well, so we're having one day. <laughs> well, that part I got. <laughs> one day on water and wastewater, and uh, you know. Uh, we're looking for some uh, names of speakers and keynotes and panelists. And yeah, the, uh, on, on that part, we're still looking through uh, a roster of folks. There are some ideas that we've got. Uh, last year, uh, I brought one of the uh, um, former, former bosses of mine, colleagues of mine, and it's a, kind of a funny world. You know, we flip-flop back and forth on uh, who's doing work for who. But we, uh, we brought him along, and I think, you know, Jim had a really good perspective on how government 
local governments particularly work. Um, the, um, oops, sorry, I'm just getting a, a notification here. Um, so there is stuff happening as far as legislation. There is stuff like on a state level and a, and a local level. I mean, one of the things that we've got, and I'm, we're thinking about bringing uh, one of our customers along the, for the journey is um, a, a water authority that uh, decided a couple of years ago to embark on this journey of, of being uh, more intentional about asset management and moving in that direction. Um, one of the things that I think is important to recognize is that, you know, a lot of times we end up featuring folks that um, have crossed the finish line, or at least they've achieved a certification or something, an extremely significant uh, and tall order or milestone. And um, sometimes that can seem intimidating. So some discussions we have and some thoughts we have about bringing folks along that are just starting their journey. And uh, as a note of encouragement that, you know, the best time to start it was, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, the second best time is now, right? And if you're going to uh, do anything, just take baby steps on what you can actually bite off, what you can get approval for and do some proof text for it and see what, uh, see what comes of it. So, you know, water, wastewater, mm, similar, similar field to choose from, shall we say. Um, you know, if you're running water plants, running wastewater plants, or you're running both, um, you're picking from a very similar uh, administrative or, uh, so if you have a water plant, you're pretty well also talking about wastewater plant, vice versa, in terms of the municipal needs and the local economy and the local impact. Hey guys, uh, it's been great listening in and we have one question before we run out of time. Um, Tacoma, if you could just say something about um, what the ISO 55,000 certification processes that you've been involved in. Uh, can you tell us anything about some of that? Well, on that one, you know, Jim and I, uh, I think are proud parents, so to speak, of, uh, of um, helping Raytheon get across the line on that one. And, uh, uh, you know, sitting through an audit, it's always an experience. And uh, I had heard from Jim through his experience, having sat through many audits, uh, what possibly to expect. And I'm sorry, I, it's kind of like having children. You never know what you're going to get until you end up getting there. So <laughs> people can warn you about it, but it's, it, you cannot imagine it. So, um, no, I think, you know, overall, especially if clients uh, have got their heads on uh, and they're uh, intentional and serious about it, it can be uh, extremely rewarding um, and, uh, you know, leveraging what they've done already. I don't know, Jim, how do you feel about it? I mean, I loved working with you. I learned a lot from you in doing that one. I think it was, uh, I think it's something that we can really be proud of. I mean, Raytheon is not a, a fly-by-night organization. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, you know, if you're, if the organization's doing it the right way for the right reasons, then it's all a positive process. If there's audit findings, mm -hmm. it means there's something that we overlooked or we have a disagreement about mm -hmm. what's important. Uh, but if you're trying to just, uh, you know, paper whip it and get a certificate, well, first, that's not, I don't think that's anything Tacoma and I would get involved in, but uh, <laughs> that can cause a lot of problems for sure. Right. Yeah. For sure. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think there's something, it was a really important lesson that I got out of it that I know we take to anybody that we have discussions with who are interested in this, this kind of area. And that is um, be careful how much you bite off. You know, if, if you're going to chew off a big chunk of your organization, 
Um, I think it's almost a uh, exponential or even a logarithmic uh, increase in surface area where you're going to have to make sure the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. And that could become an expensive uh, and difficult uh, exercise. I think if you haven't sat through it, pick something small, something reasonable, go through that, learn from that, and take those learnings for the next one where you can bite off maybe a little bit more. I don't know, Jim, you agree, disagree, or? Yeah, I think the, the best in the state is to have a system that covers everything, all your assets. Of course. But uh, you're absolutely right. To try to, uh, you know, eat the whole apple tree, you know, probably not a good idea. No, no. Well, and it's uh, because it's also new for for customers and there's a new standard. And uh, it's, it's not a task that is uh, small. You know, it takes resources and it uh, takes commitment. And so... Biting off a manageable chunk, I think, is always a good idea, and, and then take that, and then the amount of effort to go the next step, I think, is significantly reduced with all the learning. Thank you all for listening to another great session of ALN Thursdays at 4. If you liked what you heard, you can find this and other live recordings, podcasts, videos, and more at assetleadership.net.